when I was little, I was like crazy, crazy, crazy afraid of the dark. Now, if you left it there, you would just think I was afraid of the dark, but I was never actually afraid of the absence of light. What I was more afraid of what was it was what was in the dark. See, but you'd have to know a little bit about me and my experiences to know that I was dealing with monsters in my bed. And so the monsters, he was only, he only came out at night. And so it was almost as if I, I, I loathed the sun going down because I knew that the monster would come around. But in transitioning into why I continue to talk about molestation and why I continue to talk about rape. And just when I think I can leave this particular subject momentarily and talk about something else, I read something in the news that just pisses me off. This further victimization of individuals who have experienced sexual trauma, it's ridiculous. And I don't understand how we expect to progress as a country, as a people, if we don't address and be humble in our lack of understanding for the victim and our lack of knowledge with regard to the trauma and the manifestation of it. I saw something in the news. I believe it was the president. And again, I hate to be political right now because that's not really what this is about. But if, as long as our politics continue to not match our professed morals, it's going to be a problem. And so the president said something to the effect. Um, excusing this potential uh, Supreme Court judge's behavior with regard to some attack on a, a, a young woman. I believe he said something to the effect that he stopped. And so therefore, he, in essence, honored the victim because he didn't finish. And I think about the daughters that I want to have one day and my nieces and my nephews and all of the individuals who are susceptible to the laws of this country, excuse me, who are subject to the laws of this country. And it's stuff like that that just makes my stomach hurt. I feel like whenever someone is speaking about their molestation or their rape, those who do not want or do not wish to accept the reality of the incidents and the prevalence of it, look at it as if it's anecdotal. So let me remind those of you who are listening so that you can check your friends and they can check their friends. And so we can be on the same page with regard to how this impacts our youth. And I will continue to fight for our youth because it feels like the people in power oftentimes are not. Because they are so concerned about protecting their interests, they will literally let our kids die. So, just in case you forgot, one in five women will experience some sort of sexual assault over the course of their lifetime. And please understand that this sexual activity, specifically pre-adolescent and adolescent sexual activity, has an impact on the development of our children. 
As a matter of fact, there was a study in 2011 that indicated there are long-term developmental effects of adolescent sex. Please understand that would include that pre-adolescent sexual activity and molestation. More specifically, the study indicated that adolescent sexual activity affects the development of our nervous system, specifically the areas of the brain they saw increased gene expression. Which in essence, based on my understanding of the article, indicated that the body signals of body interprets pre-adolescent and adolescent sexual activity as a stressor. And so the study indicated or the study said that the amygdala, the prefrontal cortex, the hippocampus and the striatum were all impacted by adolescent sex. They compared it to in the study, they use hamsters because they have a physiological similarity to to humans. They compared it to a a uh, a population of hamsters that they did not expose to adolescent sex for a hamster. The age was 40 days old because that's comparable to adolescents and humans. So they exposed one population or one um, study subject group to adolescent sex and the other they did not. Either they exposed them later in life or they didn't expose them to sex at all. And they literally just followed and documented the changes. Now, please understand that the the amygdala, pardon me, it is responsible for our emotions, our survival instincts, and our memory. The prefrontal cortex is responsible for our personality development. The hippocampus controls our spatial navigation and our long-term memory. And the striatum, even though it's still being studied because it's not fully understood what it, what it controls, it does um, have impact on our dopaminergic um, releases and our emotional stimuli. So you can imagine what what the exposure to sex can do for someone who is developmentally not mature. So then the idea is, okay, so you have this this stressor on your nervous system as it's still developing, because, of course, as you might know or might not know, the nervous system doesn't fully develop until well into adulthood. So you have these these mood stressors these the stressor on the nervous system and then we have this expectation for people to develop into functioning human beings but we aren't addressing the trauma we aren't addressing the cognitive trauma we aren't addressing the 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 emotional the social emotional trauma but we got all these excuses about what should happen and people should report when they're molested and raped and 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 how hard it is for the accused to deal with being the subject of, or the, uh, like again, the accused of rape, but we don't even talk, we don't even care. We don't have very much grace or sympathy or empathy for the victim. I, I struggle because I wonder who's protecting our babies. I want to know who cares about these kids 
because you keep sending them to my office with all of these scars. But who is the who is the cocoa butter and who is the alcohol and who is the protector? Yeah, I was afraid of what was in the dark. And the only thing that saved me was my daddy. I keep talking about him because as a little girl, he was literally the epitome of perfection. He was the epitome of my superhero. And in real life, when I got tired of being violated, he is who I turned to and he saved me. But I imagine that a lot of babies, a lot of kids are not being saved. And the reason that I know that is true specifically in the African-American communities, because there are fewer and fewer of fathers in the home. Now, don't get me wrong. As a child who was raised by her father, I have no ill feelings for my brothers. But a number I saw, I believe it was 2014, said that 68 percent of African-American households are headed by women. And if we go back to my anecdotal evidence with the hundreds of kids that I worked with over the course of the last few years, most of them that come into my office have a father and a a daddy deficit. And so I wonder what the dark looks like for those kids because mom sometimes who is so in need of so desiring of love has this parade of men in and out of the home who somehow find themselves in the beds of these babies and the kids feel guilty to tell mom because mom just wants a man But please don't get it twisted because I saw another number that said that 72% of African-American children are born out of wedlock. But it takes two people to have a baby. And so what's happening to the other half of this creative or this creation process? Where are the men? Where are the daddies? 40% of them are potentially in jail or prison. Okay, so what about the rest? Had my father not stepped in, who knows? I could have birthed Mama Lester's child at some point. I could have started a life of continued precarious sexual behavior. I was the lucky one. I was lucky. But nobody is taking ownership of these numbers, taking ownership of what happens to our kids. And I people get mad when you talk about the makeup of the of the family. It feels judgy to some. And that's not my intention. But I would like to hold us accountable because, again, you keep sending these babies to my office and I can't take that hurt away after it's happened.
But you could. Mommy, daddy, you could. If you were there. So this is my, my plea to my sisters and my plea to my brothers. Sis, it's okay to be alone sometimes. I promise you. It'll make you better. It'll make you more selective. It'll make you put the, the kids in the forefront of your mind. Because the baby can't have that many uncles. These kids ain't crazy. And all men that you are dating are not looking to date you. Some of them got their eyes on your kids and you don't even know it. Because you so caught up in liking him and what he's saying to you. Watch what he does. No, he can't go get no drink of water at night. No, no. No, he don't need to meet your kids. No, he don't even need to be at the house. You got little girls. You got little boys. Brothers. You are responsible for every life you create. There aren't any excuses. Unless she's bitter and not letting you see your kids and stop lying and act like that's always the case. Because most of the time it's not. Yes, she might be mad. Yes, she might even still want to be with you. Maybe you guys had created this facade or she had created this life in her mind of you two together. But that does not negate your responsibility to these babies. Because who's going to protect them if you don't? I'm tired of putting band-aids on scars. We got to do better. And I know we can. And I'm not even speaking to the non-people of color or the non-black folks right now, but let's not act like anybody's exempt. Because the colors of children walking in my office are not, 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 not exclusive to one race. But as a person of color, as a black woman, it, it, I feel as if it's my job to speak to the things that I know, I, that, I, that I know, the things that I'm seeing. And as I try my best to move forward in terms of topics that we discuss, because I celebrate and I love my people, but God dang it. Doing more and being better is about education. And so if I use myself and all of my mess and I put it all out there for you to see, if it makes Anybody think harder about that girl you about to have sex with that you know nothing about that you don't know if she's a good mother or that dude who got all of this stuff but ain't got no kind of indic he has no desire to be with you if I can stop y'all from hunching for just a second and think about what could happen if you produce a life together then dang it lay all my business out there because again it ain't even about y'all Right now, it's about these kids. This is Church Holds Radio. When the monster is in the bed. I thank you so much for being here. I thank you so much for listening. I thank you for your life and your time and your talent. And I just ask that you put all those things to use and walk in your purpose. 
It's always amazing when I get a chance to bless you because you also bless me. Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. Take care.